What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, where the best idea wins, and we are here to help you generate good ideas. Thanks for tuning in to another episode uh, of the podcast. We've got a very exciting guest with us this week. We've got Kirsten from GoTime Success Group. Uh, really excited to dive in and chat more with her about Service Titan, call by call, all that good stuff that you guys are wanting to hear about. So as a reminder, <clears throat> season three of the podcast starts next Wednesday. So buckle up, get ready, because we got some uh, some really good content coming for you all in th season three. And I go ahead and call it. I think that this will be probably the best way to wrap up season two. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, here's your host, Eric Thomas. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm sure, uh, unless you live in the North Pole, you're probably being hit with some heat waves right now. Probably uh, got the you know the team running just crazy right now. So hopefully this is a nice little break for some of you all who like to listen in the truck between jobs. Hopefully you got that AC running in the car or in the van or wherever you're in. Uh, or you, hopefully if you're in the office and you're, you're lucky and you get the AC all day, hopefully uh, this will be a nice little break for you as well. This week we are joined by Kirsten Weeks from Go Time Success Group. Kirsten, how are you doing? I am so great. How are you today, Eric? I'm great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the offer. Yeah. So, yeah. So funny story. I was, I'd recently been joined on the show by, by TJ Hartnett and I typically like to reach out to my guests afterwards and just ask like, Hey, do you know anyone else that would be like a good guest for the show? Maybe any recommendations? And he said that he was like, hands down, you have got to reach out to Kirsten. Uh, she, he said that you're, you're probably one of uh, the top service Titan coaches, uh, consultants in the industry. And he was like, you have to reach out to her. So super excited uh, to dig into this episode. Uh, so Kirsten, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself for our listeners, let them know your history and background in the industry and what you're doing now. Yeah, sure thing. So I'm Kirsten Weeks. Um, I actually grew up in the industry. So I grew up running along with my dad once I was 13 and they thought my voice was mature enough. I actually started answering phones for plumbing and HVAC and dispatching. And if any of you were in the industry like 10, 15 years ago, you know, it was a bit more gritty. Uh, it was a lot harsher. There was a lot more that was allowed. Um, and so when I turned 16, I told my dad, I'm out. I don't ever want to be in this industry again. People yell at me like I'm not I'm not built for it. And then uh, fast forward a few years, I was bartending and the operations manager of a one hour air conditioning and heating here in Fort Worth reached out to, or he didn't reach out to me. He was sitting at my bar top and he convinced me to go and run their call center. And I moved up from there. I had been doing kind of the call center thing, customer service thing for a while. So I really had an interest in getting on the service side. And I got myself into a plumbing operations role. Um, I really had no field experience. And so I tackled it by utilizing call by call management that my dad had kind of taught me. And we just flourished. Our numbers grew. Um, it was incredible. I'd been on service Titan for years and I got the opportunity to be recommended to Chris Hunter and Ben Stark to go join them. They reached out to me and they were like, if you can pass the service Titan certified provider test, 
you're on board, you're with our team. Um, quite possibly the hardest test I've ever taken in my life. I was the second to complete it. The first was my coworker, Adrian. She's also incredible. She beat me by 12 hours. I only hold a little bit of, you know, sadness about that, <laughs> but it's really incredible. And now I get the opportunity to do travel or do Zoom meetings and train people on Service Titan, which I think is an incredible software, um, as well as call center and call by call management. Wow. So you were in the call center, you were answering calls and doing dispatch and all that stuff. And you said, this junk sucks. I'm out of here. And, <laughs> and then you got convinced to come back. So what did, what did that one hour franchisee or uh, operator say or do to convince you uh, to come back into the, into the service industry? Well, um, they were lucky enough to come in on a slow night. I want to say it was like a Tuesday night. It was towards the end. It was actually the operations manager and one of his top sales guys. Um, so having a sales guy with him definitely helped because they were, we were chit chatting about it. I was like, no, yeah, I've been in the industry. Um, I appreciate the offer, but probably not. And he ended up going ahead and getting my number. I was like, okay, maybe we can talk about it. And he convinced me to go sit with him and the owner at a Starbucks. And I did. And they were just, they were two really good guys. They just convinced me. I was like, you know what? It's been a few years. Um, it's guaranteed money. Bartending was good, but you never know. So it was really more the security of it. Um, and also a little bit of joy. I was able to text my dad once I joined and say like, Hey, I guess we're competitors now, which was also kind of fun. So, yeah. How was that conversation received by him? Oh, he was so excited. He uh, spent the next few years doing everything he could to get me to go work with him. Um, but I really wanted to try and kind of build my own path and see it on my own. He is my first call anytime I have a question and my biggest supporter. But it's really nice to kind of grow and watch each other grow within the industry and build each other up and make all these different connections without having to be right in the same company. Yeah. So what, what all had changed between your first stint in the call center and your second stint, you know, you took a small break. Uh, what like had changed about the industry during that time? Um, really one of the big industry changes is I think more like a worldly change. There was just, you know, um, people used to be allowed to be a lot more rough around the edges mm -hmm. at work and things kind of got cleaned up. But I think the reason I became more successful is really more just personal growth. Like I was an adult now. Um, I understood that when people are upset and yelling at you, it's not your fault. And it's more of an opportunity to make the situation right. If someone's upset, it's because, and they're calling you, it's because they still want to do business with you, right? So that's mm -hmm. an opportunity to make it work. Um, and when I was younger, I just didn't understand that. It was just a lot of pressure. So uh, I, I think I just kind of turned into the kind of person that, flourished in those harder opportunities to convert that's that's really where i like to be i like to have everything thrown at you and find the best way to clean it up and make everyone happy yeah and you'd mentioned that you started you know implementing call by call management uh when you were i guess with one hour um, what, what did that look like that implementation and what were the results of it Absolutely. So this was a one hour in a different city. I'd, I'd hopped cities about five hours away, still in Texas. Um, and it was, for me, it was fairly easy because I'm a huge people person and I just thrive off of building connections with people. And a huge part of call by call management is having a real connection 
with your technician so that y'all can be a team for the customer. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think that's, that's one of the areas where people kind of lack is you have to build that connection and build that trust with your technician. Cause if your guys are already good at selling, it's a really hard, hard thing to get them to start doing call by call. They feel mic managed. Mm -hmm. So the tactic I took was I started working really hard with our guy who had the lowest sales and we started doing call by call and his numbers were climbing and he was starting to meet up with our guys who were just naturally great salesmen. They were great technicians. They had, um, you know, experience and they got to that level of like, okay, Kirsten, like, I don't know what you're doing for him, but I want it. I want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And we just, we just shot up. I mean, it, it's so fun and the connection is so strong that you build with your team that to this day, I mean, I still keep in touch with all these guys. It's been over a year since I worked with them and we just, I, I just love them. They were some of the best group I ever worked with. Yeah. So now that you're on, I guess, now that you're on the coaching side, do you, is that like kind of what you guys lead with when you're, when you're coaching some of your contractors is call by call? Um, it, that's an interesting question. I guess in a way I do the same kind of thing. I start off by building a relationship and making people comfortable with opening up. One of the hardest things about coaching on service Titan, because someone's company is honed in, like their whole company is on service Titan. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a very vulnerable position for an outsider to come in and get you to express everything your company is doing is especially the things that you're doing wrong. No one really likes to admit when they're wrong or even realizes it. And so that's definitely a tool that I still bring in is, is I go into these companies kind of like I'm speaking to a client on the phone and I find out, you know, how can we build a comfortable relationship so that you're comfortable with opening up to me? And then let's get into the nitty gritty and find out, what your company is lacking or what they need or what you can be doing better so that you can make the most out of the software. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your service Titan is um, it's a very robust software for sure. I mean, it can, it can do pretty much anything you want to, you know, you want it to do. Um, so, you know, that can be a little, I don't know. It's not scary, but sometimes I know that people can be a little bit hesitant when, when it comes to making change like that. It really is. It is. It's insane. I tell people all the time, if you're ever stuck, even if I haven't talked to you in a year, if you're stuck and you're trying to see if something is possible, ask, because there's a chance that it is. Um, I think where people get stuck and held up in Service Titan is it, it seems like so much work because you have to put in a lot of effort at the beginning to get it right so mm -hmm. that it can be smooth sailing afterwards. And if you're not prepared to put in that much work, it's really hard to get back on track. But yeah. if you put in the work and, and you have it right, um, I tell people all the time, one of my favorite things is that I mold Service Titan to fit their company. There's all sorts of best practices and I'll always tell you the best practice, but if your company needs a different route, we build out a workflow, we make the software adjust and we make it right to fit your company. Yeah, so what does that look like when you're molding it to be, you know? I guess molded for the company. What what are some of the things you look for? Questions you ask, uh, and things that you kind of do to implement that. Yeah, so I really start off by asking them, "What do you do now?" Um, and I'll give you an example. I was with a company last week in New York. They were really awesome. They were going live, so I got the chance to be there uh, for kind of the one of the most stressful parts of Service Titan is when you kind of do the change. 
-hmm. and they have a sales process with their comfort advisors and they were they were just trying to see how it would fit and so the entire conversation is is pretty much me asking questions i say okay so what do you do now they tell me and then the next part is understanding why they do it that way because if there's a really good reason then we don't want to change it too much but if it's a reason that could have different purposes or if there might be a better reason out there, I try to have that conversation with them. So I, I really get down to the purpose behind they do what they do to find out if there's a change. And what I find a lot of the time is people don't know why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're just doing what has worked. And once you understand like, okay, maybe there is a better route, it's a lot easier to make the change. Yeah. So kind of backing it up a little bit to the like going live day on service Mm -hmm. titan um i've heard you know i've I've heard a lot of people talk about this and i don't think we've ever chatted about that on the show what what does that process look like because that could be especially if it's like right now when it's 98 degrees outside depending on your market what does that look like yeah it's a it's an intense time for sure especially if you're a paperless company and you're going from nothing and trying to train everyone to like use iPads now and, and be on the software. Um, you have an implementation manager when you're with service Titan and, and they help get a lot of your setup done and they help with some training. But I have heard just from the masses that having someone there on site to really be there to put out fires, that's a huge part of it. Um, there's maybe one or two days that I get there prior to going live to do some final training, answer any questions. But the biggest part is on the go live day. And if I'm there a day after as well, it's kind of just putting out fires and them knowing that they have a fire extinguisher ready to go as opposed Mm -hmm. to be searching, searching everywhere for one. So it's, we just, as problems come in, we tackle them. Uh, A a huge one is price book technicians Mm -hmm. having to get used to a new price book and all of them have my number while I'm there. And I'm just, I'm either on the phone or at a desk with someone and we're just constantly moving making adjustments and then finalizing workflows while we do that. Yeah. So how does GoTime Success Group come alongside these contractors before, during, and after, you know, going live on Service Titan or in any instance in which you guys are, you know, coaching or consulting? Um, explain that one more time. I'm sorry. So like after, like you said, you're, you're there on like, on like go live day and you're, you know, putting out fires or helping them out. Like what's some of the ways that you guys support contractors after that and, and you know in different capacities of the business oh absolutely uh thank you mm-hmm. so for one on the service titan side we let them know hey this is my phone number all of the clients i've worked with have my cell phone number um and i pretty much make the statement that if it's something that's not crazy urgent shoot me an email um but if i'm on site i may not check it for a few days if mm-hmm. it's like a 911 give me a phone call and everyone knows that if i get a customer calling in while i'm somewhere i'll step away and take care of them unless i'm just really in a situation that i can't and then i text Mm -hmm. uh it's it's just kind of having an extra backbone to you and it's used often that company that went live last week um we've been in contact all morning and the last hour they've actually not messaged me i think that things are kind of smoothed out but they had a lot of you know morning questions that came in and that's that's how it stays. I have people sometimes I don't hear for for six months, um, and sometimes we just do weekly check ins. Uh, a lot of people also sign up for Zoom meetings to just do continued training. Uh, while I'm there, we also check for anything else. If I ever see that 
maybe there's a huge lacking in technical training, I'll refer them back to GoTime because we offer that sales training or even just overall understanding your company's numbers. We were able to tackle that all as a team. So we really all hands on deck, um, just do our best to make people successful. Yeah. And that's something that's really important that I feel like we've chatted, you know, on the show about before is like your numbers, like we're always talking about knowing your numbers, which we could beat a dead horse on that. I'll, I'll skip that. But, uh, like your company goals and understanding your company goals, the why behind the company goals and communicating that to your team. Uh, that's something that I feel gets overlooked a lot. Oh my gosh. Yes, it does. I have started with all of my Zoom uh, clients and with everyone I'm on site with, I've started asking the question to someone random in the company, like, and and while the general managers are there or a service manager or someone, you know, a little higher up is there, I'll ask them, hey, do you know what your goal is within this company? Like, do you know where y'all are going or where you hope to be going? Um, or even just what your base values are. And I find that more and more people are kind of getting lost in the mix. And I think that is so huge. Mm -hmm. I know right now what GoTime's core values are and where we're headed. And we just do these sync meetings every week to keep on the same page, no matter what position you're in. And I think that companies just really need to dig in on that because a CSR should feel like more than just a CSR. They should Mm -hmm. feel like they are playing a significant role in getting the company to where they're going and same with a dispatcher and a technician and a manager and and a helper um if you guys have guys in the back who are breaking down units and and helping scrap things they should understand that that's a role within the company that is Mm -hmm. helping make you successful and i think that's being overlooked hugely yeah i agree and i think typically you know if those goals are not communicated then the underlying assumption within the organization is always, oh, it's just a job and we're here to make the boss man rich. And yeah. <laughs> so it's good to like definitely communicate that because I was listening to another podcast this morning that pretty much was talking about this exact same thing. And um, the guy on the, it, it was Andy Frisella's podcast. And he pretty much said like, you need to be able to motivate and inspire your people to, want to aim for these goals because they know that if the company grows, they can grow within the company and, you know, everyone kind of wins. So um, what what are some ways that you, you guys usually recommend like communicating core values and company goals and stuff like that? And then also getting buy-in from the team. That's so this is really funny. We were actually talking about that this morning on our weekly go time meeting. Um, One of the initial ways is, I think that people are pretty good now at having weekly or biweekly technical trainings, Mm -hmm. but I think that those one-on-ones where you get to know the person and you start understanding, Ben Stark said it this morning. He said, a huge part of being a manager is understanding who you're working with and how you need to manage them. And I don't think you can get there just through these big team meetings. I think you have to have one-on-one meetings. Um, I do see that happening more on the technical side, but in the office with CSRs and dispatchers, I seldom see people consistently having those meetings and making mm-hmm. sure people, you, you understand their why. One of the mm-hmm. things that um, Joe person, he he's our sales guy and mm-hmm. he also trains on sales. He's awesome. When I first came on, he had me take this long, it was kind of a long evaluation. It was a disc, it was a disc evaluation that basically after I took it was able to tell him, you know, exactly how you should come 
come to me when something needs to change. Um, and it's so funny how accurate it is. I need to compliment sandwiches. If I'm doing something wrong, I need to know that I'm not doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it breaks that down in there. And it, it taught all of management at GoTime exactly how they need to communicate with me. And I think that's such a unique thing that we do. I've never seen it anywhere else. And it's just of such value. If you know how to communicate with your team and you know their why, and they feel comfortable one-on-one with you, and you truly have an open door policy, you don't just say it, people can come and say whatever they need to to you. It's a complete game changer. And it makes it so that if Joe down the road is offering them $2 extra an hour or some crazy add-on, they're not Mm -hmm. interested because they feel so confident in the people they work with now. Yeah. Well, listeners, Kirsten said that she enjoys compliments. So If you are enjoying this content right now, please go leave us a review, comment, a like, and let her know how great of a job she's doing on the podcast. (laughs) So when it comes to these one-on-one meetings, um, Mm -hmm. I just, I happen to know for myself, because I have one-on-ones with my team every week, and I only have six. I do them all on Wednesday. And that literally, I mean, that takes up the first half of my day, which is no problem. I love them. I think they're great to be able to touch base and find out, you know, what's going on, how I can help, stuff like that. I have six. There's contractors out here with 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 employees. And so obviously one person can't have all those one-on-ones or else that would be their entire job. So do you recommend breaking this up like department by department? So like install manager does one-on-ones with installers. And then the install manager has a one-on-one with either the operations manager and GM and or the owner. Absolutely. That's exactly how I'd look at it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, your owner or general manager, however you have that operation set up. Uh, and this is actually, this really is something we talked about just this morning. This is so funny, but, um, you know, they can maybe manage five or six managers who have their own department. And in that department, you know, 10, maybe 15, if they're really on top of it and if they're able to touch everyone and work with it, but you just don't want to be stretched too thin because then you run the risk of, potentially having an issue within your department that you have no idea about until maybe it's too late. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely department by department. I do think it's important that a general manager or owner is still present. And at the very least, maybe here and there pulls people in. Um, But I think it's nice when, when that person is more of like a fun filled kind of, kind of good guy, like that comes in and, and brightens everything. And then you have your direct manager that you get to have the harder conversations with, but that you also get to have the deeper conversations with and, and just really build such a in-depth team. That's, that's how I would look at it. Yeah. Now, before we started recording, I told you, I typically kind of like latch onto like one thing and then take a complete left turn. So here we go. When it comes to these one-on-one meetings, what are some good questions that you all recommend, you know, either the manager or leader ask or, or have to like, ask their individual reports. Sure thing. Okay. So kind of putting you on the spot here with that one. (laughs) It's okay. Um, I think that a really important one is asking them, is there any part of your week that I make more difficult in any way? Um, and maybe phrase it better. That's just me pulling something from my mind and it's not how Mm -hmm. I would phrase it at all, but that's the overall concept because people tend to keep things in people tend to be a little scared of confrontation. And if you make it a comfortable space to say like, am am I doing anything that's preventing you from being as successful as you can possibly be? And there probably is something you're doing, whether it's maybe you're Mm -hmm. really bad at notifying the team of something in a timely manner, 
or maybe you make things too stressful on them. I don't know, whatever the case, I think if you can understand how you can make their life easier, that's a huge, huge question to ask. Yeah. I I just wrote that down. That's a good one. (laughs) Thank you. We we typically, uh, we typically start ours with rose thorn and bud, which is like, something good like that you're happy about you're stoked about that went really well something that's not going well that's causing some type of pain or you know trouble and then a buzz like something you're that's coming up that you're looking forward to which it's not always work related even actually i would right. say like 75 percent of the time it's not work related uh, but that's fine like i i think that it's important when you're talking with your people to know that like they have a life outside of work and if they're excited about something you should know about it when we get off of this and I'm, I'm kicking myself for not remembering it off the top of my head, but there was at service Titans Pantheon this year, one of the keynote speakers went over five questions that she thinks are so important to ask every member of your team as frequently as possible. And they were so awesome. I'll send them over to you. Maybe you can put them somewhere, but, um, do you remember if, them by chance? Oh, not off the top of my head. Oh, okay. I really, I know I'm really letting the team down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but they were stinking phenomenal and a lot of it is like questions i've tried to ask but never got the right phrasing on and she just she just killed it um so i will send those over to you i'm sorry that i don't remember right now oh no that's okay we will uh we'll include those in the show notes for sure if there's like a link to an article or something which would be which would be great um so we've covered call by call management uh company goals making sure that um you know, your team is aware of the goals um, and making sure they know like what they are, the why behind them. So when it comes to Service Titan, I know we've kind of hit on this a little bit, you know, talking about, you know, going live, stuff like that. We were talking about, you know, how kind of complex it can be. And um, what what's some advice that you would give to someone who is either thinking about switching to Service Titan or is currently on Service Titan and they're having a little rough, a, a bit of a rough go at it. Sure thing. I would say that you need to maybe take a step back and take a breather. And I don't know that sounds like almost ridiculous to think about, but I find that when you're too into it and it's not quite doing what you want it to, there's so much frustration and it makes it so easy to just give up and not want to do it. The owner of the company I was just at literally told me, if I hadn't been there, he would have just quit and canceled the service and not even given it a chance oh, wow. because he would get so tied in and so frustrated. And I would have to sit there and say, hey, let's take a, take a step back. It can do it. It's not going to do it exactly like your dream way, but we mm-hmm. can make it happen. We can make it work. Yeah. And it really can. There is no doubt about it. I have seen all the other softwares. Um, I, I say all. I've seen all the big softwares that are talked about right now mm-hmm. and the reporting and transparency that service titan can give you about your company is so incredibly worth all of the frustration if you can just get there and anyone can get there some people may just need a little extra help and that's why they created the service titan certified providers Mm -hmm. and i mean it's 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 just not even there's no thought about it it is the absolute best uh you can create reports you can do everything the job costing on there, it's bar none. So yeah. just take a step back, take a breather and ask for help and, you know, get out there. Yeah. The reason I kind of, you know, pivoted back to Service Titan is because 
that one-on-one question you just mentioned of, is there anything that I'm doing that is making it difficult for you to do your job? And a lot of our listeners are business owners or operations managers or install coordinators or managers. Um, and so I think let's go ahead and face it. Oh, you know, a lot of the folks in the trades are really good technically, you know, with fixing air conditioners and installing air conditioners and diagnosing and troubleshooting and all that good stuff. But sometimes technology can be a challenge, especially when you're on an iPad and you're trying to, you know, pinch and zoom or you're on your phone and you're trying to find something and you can't find it. The dang boss just installed this new software and we all got to use it. Um, and so that frustration immediately gets passed down to them and then gets passed back up to you because now they're underperforming. And right. so I feel like it's important for contractors that have some type of assistance or a playbook or fallback idea of what to do when things aren't going well. Oh, absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, and I even typically when I'm on site, I find someone who is really grasping everything and I'm like, okay, you need to come in and you need to see the mobile side because technicians do, they're like out on a little Island all alone. That's why most of the time when you call them, they want to talk to you for a little bit because they, they just go through their day and they don't always feel like they have someone they can lean on. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely think that you should have someone in the office who understands the mobile side of service Titan through and through and can be a backbone to help them. And you also shouldn't be scared. You don't want them to rely on you to do things for you. But if you have someone who's really, really frustrated in the field, build the estimate real quick for them on service Titan or, or get their job closed out, whatever the case, let them decompress and move on and be set up for success for the next call instead of putting all the pressure on them to take care of it themselves right now when it's just not functioning right for them. Yeah. I, that's a piece of advice I usually give to a lot of folks and talking about service Titan is like, if you, and, and not the same thing you just said, but just like in general, learn service Titan. Like if you are, you know, a, C, a CSR or you're, you know, you're doing dispatch or you're, whatever the role may be, like take the time to learn service Titan, like the back of your hand and you will always have a job as long as you're wanting to stay in the trades. It's like this, it's like the Salesforce, really. Cause like, I remember when Salesforce started like really booming for like developers. Um, and it was like, if you were a Salesforce developer, you were wanted, like everyone wanted you. And so now it's like, okay, if, if you know, service Titan and you know, all these, you know, the different parts, marketing pro and all that stuff, like you're going to have a job somewhere for the rest of your life. Absolutely. It's definitely not going away anytime soon. And unfortunately, as much as these other softwares are trying to get there, in my opinion, service Titan is so consistently listening to people's wants and so consistently mm -hmm. putting out updates. I don't see how anyone could get anywhere close anytime soon. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you were hoping to talk about? Um, no, not really. Uh, I do just like to tell everyone to make sure you smile at some point today, especially in this industry. You can get really frustrated. So just don't forget to smile. Yeah. And don't forget, be nice to your coaches, be nice to your marketing agency. And uh, we're trying our best out here. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not always their fault. It sometimes is, but it's not always their fault. Yeah. That okay. So one more thing we had talked about this yeah. before we started recording was like the travel schedule mm -hmm. for for you, like traveling a lot, like on sites and stuff. Um, what's something about that that contractors don't know? Oh man, um, it is 
really hard <laughs> to go changing time zones. Um, mm. That is the one thing I'll say. I feel I, I get, I put in a lot of effort to be ready and bright first thing in the morning, no matter where I'm at but it can be a little tedious going time zone to time zone and, and it can be really hard on your body. So I think maybe just being prepared, having a TV that can hook up to a computer for training and, and maybe turning on the AC is really yeah. nice. I've been a few places where we worked in like 90 degrees all day. Oh, wow. um, so maybe something to think about, but it's a lot of fun, really. I can't imagine doing anything else. All I, 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 I said the smile thing. I feel like I was put on this earth to make people smile. And one of the huge ways to do that is to relieve frustration with Service Titan. So I love it. It's it's my favorite thing in the world. That's awesome. All right. Last thing, I promise. Top three places <laughs> that you've been since joining GoTime Success Group. Ooh, okay. So that's easy. Number one, I was there a month ago, maybe it was South Carolina, um, Polly's Island near Myrtle beach. Ooh. Gorgeous. I got to go stand in the beach. I've been to the beach like four times in my life. So it was a big deal to me. I'm a Texan. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, Kentucky, I wouldn't say it was the prettiest area, but the best food. Um, I had a steak while I was there with that company. They took me out one night and it was the most delicious steak I've ever had in my life, uh, which is shocking. I'm a big, I'm a steak critic. What part of and then, was that? Oh man. Um, I couldn't tell you if I wanted to, but I, I just know they had a great steak. I'll, nice. I'll try to, I'll reach out to them and see if I can tell you where it was at. So you can go grab one. Yeah. Um, and then third would probably be, I think where I was at last week, I was in Endicott, New York, um, hmm. which I like, you know, I was oblivious. I didn't know if I was going to be near the city or not, um, but I was on the outside. They had really good food and it was actually just the most gorgeous area. There were big hills everywhere and the most pretty trees. It was just a really hmm. pretty environment. So I really loved those three places. Nice. Well, if you're a contractor listening out there and you believe that you live in the coolest area then you need to hit up GoTime Success Group. Have Kirsten come out and help you there. That way she can update her list. That would be great. And I'll let you know if you won. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do a, like a round two update. All right, Kirsten, what's a good way for our listeners out there to get a hold of you or uh, GoTime Success Group in general just to learn more? Sure thing. So our website is gotimesuccessgroup.com. You can always get on there. I'm also on Facebook. My name's Kirsten Weeks, K-I-R-S-T-E-N. Last name is Weeks, like weeks of the month, W-E-E-K-S. And my email, which is also open to you, is Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-E-N, at gotimesuccessgroup.com. Email away. Even if you don't want service titan training, if you need technical training, install sales, uh, business, whatever the case, we're a, we're a best practice group. And like I said, we just want to help people just be successful and we're transformative educators. That's our jam. So nice. Awesome. Well, Kirsten, thank you so much for joining me today on the show and uh, everyone out there listening. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the smart HVAC marketing podcast. Like we say, the best idea always wins. So we are here to help generate new ideas and that might be uh, hitting up go time success group. So if you learned anything on this podcast today, let us know as always, we'd love to hear your feedback and we will chat with you again next week. Kirsten, thank you. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.